Welcome to the Warrior Mama podcast, as we learn how to apply God's Word to our lives in motherhood, finding in big and small ways that the truth of the gospel applies not just to our lives as moms, but also to our children's lives, so that as we stand anchored in Him, we mother confidently with our hearts at rest. I'm so glad you're joining me today at the kitchen table. Welcome back to the kitchen table today. I am so excited to bring to you Kara Snyder. She is an author and a mom who has written a wonderful new book called Carline Mom Devotional. But she's also the author of several books that you may have on your shelves or you may need to know about. Books really that circle around the idea of anxiety. She's written one for teenage boys and girls called Anxiety Elephants, 90-Day Devotional for Tween and Boys and Girls, and then another book called Anxiety Elephants, 31-Day Devotionals. And Karis, I'm excited that you are here with me today. I can't wait to dive in and talk with you. I am so excited to be here with you and your listener family, so thank you for having me. So tell me, you this book that you have just brought out, Carline Mom Devotional, I'm so excited about because I'm forever in a car line yeah. <laughs> picking up somebody. And I think that this, the idea behind this book is brilliant. It is, if I'm guessing, I think I know your idea. So I'm going to say what I think it is. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I can totally be corrected. Is that in essence, I mean, I sit in car line and I thumb through my phone or I'm just doing nothing for a good 10 or 15 minutes, definitely longer if I happen to get there early. And you have designed this book for that time, haven't you? Yes, you are spot on. So if I could give you like a gold star, I would give you a gold star on that. It is definitely, you know, I I as well have just spent years in the car line. And I feel like that's where much of our season as moms are from, you know, toddlers to teenagers. It could be car lines for school, picking up after school. It could be car lines for, you know, picking up from friends, from extracurricular activities, all of the things. I mean, we could probably make a list of all all of the things. And so in that moment, in that, in this season that we had, you know, we have this, these little moments to just, maybe we could take that time back and spend with the Lord. You know, sometimes for me, I would find myself kind of berating myself throughout the day, you know, of things that I didn't do, things that I should have done, you know, or I'm looking through social media, seeing what all the other moms have done through, you know, filters or through their highlight reels. And when I pick my kids up, I just found myself feeling exhausted and and overwhelmed and overstressed and overworried. And God just began to just speak into my heart to just say, hey, I have an overflow of peace. I have an overflow of so much more for you all as moms. And so that's kind of where my heart was in writing this book was to just give us those moments of pause in the chaos to just allow him to kind of fill our cups back up so we could continue forward in our day feeling strengthened and encouraged and not beat down and less than. I love it because I know that, and I love what you just said about the pause Mm -hmm. because that I tend to be somebody who goes so fast that it's, uncomfortable for me to pause. And yet that's yeah. where God has me probably for the last three or four years of God, go, of God, in essence, kind of helping me understand that the pause is a, is a needed thing. It's necessary for me to 
step away from all the thoughts running in my brain and just pause with him. That's so good because I struggle with the pause as well. When I would struggle quite a bit with anxiety, it had me in this constant mode of busy. I felt like I had to constantly be doing something, you know, not being still. I thought if I was being still that I was doing something wrong, or if I was still in my thoughts or or in my actions, then here would come things that I was struggling with, dealing with, and I didn't want to to deal with those things. But also I had the wrong view of pause. You know, pause is an action. It's not a, you know, inaction. It, it is to, it is you taking an action to be still. And, and yes, we may have to get uncomfortable in those moments to deal with struggles or maybe strongholds in our life, or maybe just in that pause, God wants to love on us. And sometimes I think we don't feel deserving of that love. And it, it's hard for us to accept yeah. it. You know, sometimes in that Mm -hmm. moment, have you ever found yourself there? Yes. And found myself offering up all the things that I think that should make, make me maybe worthy of his love. Yeah. yeah. And you talk about that a little bit in your book where you say that there are all these shoulds that kind of bully us around. And I, and I want to talk about that only because I think for me personally, my whole life has been kind of a, you should be doing this. You should do this. Have you done this? Or you should be this way. You shouldn't be this way. And I know that yeah. you address this. I do. Yeah. The should bully. And I say very carefully, you you know, we have to stop shooting on ourselves <laughs> very carefully, but we do, we, we are our biggest bully, our biggest critic. You know, we, I think it comes from a place of comparison, looking at what others are doing. Maybe if you put this idea that you have to be perfect, you know, this, this need to be, to not fail, we can't make a mistake. We have to get it right. You know, with, with our kids, with our spouses, with our ministries, with our work, you know, we're putting all this pressure on ourselves and, and those shoulds, they're not coming from God. He is not a voice of condemnation. He's not a voice of, of shame. You know, he doesn't point a finger at us saying, you know, you should be doing this. Instead, he just invites us to surrender. He invites us to just lean on him. You know, we are not sufficient within our own selves. We're, we're just not. And that's not wrong. I mean, God knew that. That's why Jesus came because they, they knew we could not do it on our own. And so there is some freedom, I think, in that and saying that out loud. I'm not supposed to have it all together. I'm not supposed to do all the things. And, and I think if we as moms can can grab a hold of that and get out from under that, that voice of should and shame and condemnation, there can be a shift. There can be a shift in the car line. There could be a shift in this moment of being a mama, because when we can get out of that voice of shame and should, how powerful can that be for our children to see, to Mm -hmm. see that, to see that difference, to see that God is not a voice that is belittling them, but he is a voice that is loving them, that is raising them up, you know, that has so much good for them. Even in the struggle, he's there with them, not, you know, not being mad at them, but loving them and leading them through it. I think that could be really powerful for our children to see as well. Oh, I agree. Because I do think that so many times in Carline, I will have run through the list in my head and circling back on that, like giving my list of all my shoulds to God and seeing like, oh God, I I didn't do, I didn't get enough done while my kids were in school. And now we've got to go do all this stuff after school to get it all done even. And 
I can just, just reflecting on that and thinking, you know, if instead, if I set that time and I just sat with him and let him tend my soul, let him just kind of sift through all that stuff and remind me again, Bethany, I'm not, I'm not up here with a checklist. I think that was the most freeing concept because somewhere I had absorbed the idea that God had a checklist and he was just peering down and making sure, oh, she's doing okay today. You know, and and God going, I'm not, I'm not up here with a checklist. And so your day, however you have, if you have walked with me and I'm asking you just keep your eyes on me, then the minute my kids tumble in my car Instead of me saying, oh my gosh, we've got to go run here, there, because I didn't get this done and we need to do this and hurry, hurry. You know, it's my soul can be settled Mm -hmm. and I can greet them and hear about their day and even remind them because the reality of my children is a lot of them have piled into my car. You know, we'll have, there've been seasons where we've had five and six pile into the car at once. (laughs) And you can tell the ones whose spirit is discouraged. Yeah. And they're believing the lies that they're hearing of what yeah. they should have done that day yeah. or how they're, they're believing the lie that their worth was wrapped up in a good grade on a test and they really didn't get it. Yeah. And unraveling their lies actually is, it's fundamental that I've already unraveled the lies I believe. Mm, yeah. That's so good. Because I mean, like you're saying, when we have our heart prepared and ready when they get in the car. I mean, how much different can that make the rest of their, their day go? You know, when we, when they open that door, it's kind of like they're opening this door into, it's not chaos anymore. Maybe it's a moment of peace for them because we have paused, you know, and just allow God to just take that time with us to just free us from whatever, whatever has entangled us throughout that day. And there have been times when you were talking about the checklist, I'll add things to my to-do list that I've done to mark them off my to-do list <laughs> to feel like I actually got something accomplished. I don't know if anybody else does that, but it'll make me be like, okay, so I did do something, you know, today, but it helps me to see I'm, I'm learning, you know, God doesn't define me by, by what I do, by that to-do no. list. That is of my flesh, you know, that is of the enemy. That is how the world defines me. God defined me. He defined all of us when he created us and he mm-hmm. breathed life into us, you know, and as Psalm 139 says, his definition of us is that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And he at its Ephesian tells us, you know, he created us already to do good works in advance, in yeah. advance, knowing what our messes would be, our, our weaknesses would be, knowing what all the things would be. He still created those in advance. And all he's wanting us to do is just lean on him, look to him and trust him. And, you know, I've been trying, you know, for so long when when my oldest, I have a daughter that's in ninth grade and one that's in fifth grade. I think early on as a mama, I thought I had to make sure their lives were perfect and that everything was going to be, you know, nothing was going to be hard, that it was just going to be this beautiful rainbows and unicorn life for them. And God has been teaching me over the years. That is just not true. And if I try, if I strive for that, for them or for myself, we're just setting ourselves up for overwhelm, for failure, for destruction, honestly, you know, just within our minds and into that exhaustion. But if we can help our children to see that even in the hard, God is there and God is still good, how much more can they be prepared to walk through struggles instead of thinking, oh, I'm doing something wrong if I'm struggling? Yeah. Oh, I'm messing up, you know? And so that has been a thought process that I've had to learn to 
to get out of in my own life and my own journey as a mama to just know that it will be hard, but we can take heart. Jesus has overcome and we can lead our children to him through those hard, hard times. You know, when they do open that car door and we can say, okay, take a breath. And we're just going to walk through this, you know, one step, one conversation or one silent moment at a time. And and it'll, it'll all be okay. It'll all be okay. That's right. Yeah, I think learning, I, I had to learn that too. I really, in my life, I think I'm a high, in my flesh, want to be a high performer, high achiever. Yes. You know, and, and re letting the Holy Spirit help me redefine what performance is to him. So he's not interested in performance because he's already done the performing. Yes. <laughs> and, so and so me, though, I have to, and I, isn't it Tim Keller who says that we often have gospel amnesia? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it was, Paul, somebody says it, maybe it's Paul David Tripp. And I love that terminology because I will forget from day to day. And then I can beat myself up for forgetting. Then yeah. I'm like, why can't you remember this? Yeah. But Here comes the should boy. Yes. That's right. And, <laughs> and all the lies that the enemy wants to just heap on me have led many seasons to me feeling overwhelmed, feeling anxious, feeling a little revved up, you know, cause I think for a long time I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't think I have anxiety. I don't think that's a problem I carry. And yet, as I really peel back what exactly it is, I'm like, Oh yeah, because I can so easily slip into believing the lies of how I'm supposed to be and learning to to eradicate those lies in my thinking by being in God's word has been vital. For me, it's the only way. The only way that I can eradicate a lie I hear is to be in God's word and and push, basically push that lie through the truth of God's word. Yeah, same. I, I agree. You know, for me, my that anxiety that I've worked through that, you know, paralyzed me for so long, it was through my thoughts, you know, just these mm-hmm. what ifs, catastrophe thinking, you know, just going to the worst case scenario, things that were out of my control that I thought I could control, you know, it would just plague me and paralyze me. And even this morning, as as I was, you know, spending my time in the word, the scripture that God led to me this morning was Second Corinthians 10, 5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against mm-hmm. the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And this is a verse he has had to take me back to me multiple times <laughs> because I forget, I forget that. And I teach kids on this and I teach women on this, that every thought that comes in does not get to stay just because we have the thought doesn't mean the thought gets to stay and doesn't mean yeah. the thought is true. And so destroying it and taking it captive, you know, like you said, we we can do that through God's word, but sometimes there have been moments in my life, I would even have to write those thoughts, those lies down and physically, because I'm a visual person, rip them up and mm. throw them away as if I am getting rid of those thoughts. Mm. And then I would have to take it a step further because what I learned was that's great when I would empty that out of my head, but the enemy, he does not want us to be free from that. So he'll come back with those thoughts and then they'll bring their friends. Like they just double down, you know? And so I would have to replace those lies with truth. Well, what does God's word say? And write that down. 
it's on a sticky note or in a journal or in my Bible, you know, somewhere where I can see it and I can remember it, I would have to write the truth down so that I could hold on to that because, you know, our brains, because it is of our flesh, it wants to tend to go negative. It, it just wants to go negative and it'll, it'll loop. It's like a loop, just the same negative thought over and over. I don't know what others are that are listening for mine. It is you're a failure. You're not enough. You know, you're less than that's the loop that my brain will want to play mm-hmm. me on. And then it'll, it'll paralyze me and it keeps us from walking in God's goodness and his freedom and his grace, but also in walking in the calling that he's placed on our life, you know, to, to, to look, go where he leads. And so when we can destroy that and get out of that loop and put God's word in, and that is something that's a process. And I hear myself talk about it. And even I say to myself, well, that's easy to say it's hard to do, but I think anything that's worth doing is not easy, but with intentionality and doing that over and over and over we can teach our brain to do that. We can yes. remind ourselves, hey, that is not of God. Shame and condemnation, that should, that's not of God. And right. then we practice going to what God's word says. And then sometimes, you know, even I'll have to say, okay, God, I know this is what your word says. I, I'm i struggling to believe this today. Help my unbelief. You know, mm-hmm. we can be real and honest and transparent with God. And I, I believe in those moments. I truly believe the Holy Spirit will help us. He will empower us to to continue on holding on to that truth. But that Second Corinthians 10, 5, that was one that just this morning I had to remind myself of and go back to, to get in God's word, take those thoughts captive. And just because they come, that does not mean they get to stay. That's right. I love that verse. I have yes. had... Several of my kids have, have have also struggled and I paint the word picture with my kids of like, you can't control the the thoughts that come in your head. And I had a child who was really hung up there and they were really like, well, if, if I could get, if I could stop the thoughts from coming in my head, that's what I need to do. And Lord, a long time ago, gave me this word picture for this one. And I said, well, you know what? It's, it's kind of like all the airplanes that fly around in the air, like there is an air traffic controller and they get to say what plane gets to land, but mm-hmm. they're not in control of what planes are. And I don't know, it could be a little bit of a lesson, sure. metaphor, but they're not in control of everything that's going on in the sky. And in your, your thought life, the planes that the thoughts that just fly through your head, those are just thoughts. Yeah. You though get to decide which ones are going to land. That's right. And you're going to like put the, the steps down to it and you're going to climb up in that plane and you're going to sit down in a seat and like, you know, admire how this is a leather seated plane or what food they've got on board. Like, like when you spend time with that thought, that's where you've made the decision to let that thought be there because you do have an enemy of your soul and he is going to throw thoughts through your headspace all the time. And even for me, I mean, cause that verse is really important in my life too, because so my thought loop, the rut that my brain will naturally want to throw all of its power through is you need, you just need to do more. So Mm. I don't necessarily run down the, you're a failure. I am, you're not in, in some ways it is, but it's a little bit different because I just feel, well, you're not enough. If you can get this, this, and this done and do this too, and, and do more. And, and obviously you know, that sets me up for complete failure if I'm living in that lane. 
But but reminding myself, but this is what God calls me to, because I love that you highlight, we need to live in the understanding of our calling. Yeah. Which is that God is, he chose you to be the mom for your kids. That's right. Like there's nobody else who's better. Here's nobody on earth that he goes, well, she could probably do a better job. I don't know why I put these kids over here. Mm. He's not, that's not his vantage point at all. Right. And so me doing more or you going, I'm a failure. They're both like threads on a lot that God goes, no, 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 no. Remember your identity Mm. and, and hold that thought really tight. For me, I've had to, you know, sometimes I, when I was a younger mom, I really was like, well, okay, but how do you do that? Right. And for me, one trick, and I'm sure you have some tricks. I, I honestly, I mean, my, I'm old school. I literally would go get note cards or sticky notes and put the same Bible verse. And it was on my bathroom mirror. I put it on the screensaver of my phone. Like right now I have a verse on the screensaver of my phone that I've been working on for like, it's been there for over a month and not because I'm like ignoring it. I've forgotten about it, but because like it needs to sit there. So every time I touch my phone, I see that verse and I have it on the dashboard of my car and like everywhere. It's just one verse. Like I don't change it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Do you have tricks? Do you wait? I do. I I love that. I'm looking at, if anyone could see my desk right now, (laughs) it is filled with with sticky notes. So I, <laughs> I am a old school pen to paper, you know, there's something about, and there, if I could go find them, there's some scientific studies about writing things down, the power of that for your brain yes. and just even your, just your, your mental health and just all the things. It is just something powerful about writing things down. So I do write scriptures down on my phone is a scripture that my screensaver it has been there for probably over a year, well over a year. Is Psalms 94, 19 that says, when anxiety is great within me, your comfort brings me joy. So that reminds me that I can run to God when the overwhelm comes or when the anxiety comes or, you know, those thoughts that are trying to hold me captive. Instead of running from him, I can run to him. That helps me learning to, you know, be still and not say yes to all the things, but that I can say no. No is not a bad word. It may be no for right now, not not a no forever. And then also, you know, asking for help. Galatians 6, 2 tells us to bear one another's burdens. You know, I joke, I tell people, look, help is not a four-letter word, meaning it's not a bad word. Yes, it is a four-letter word (laughs) in spelling, but not in a bad way. So ask for help, moms. You don't have to do all the things. Let people help you. You know, it doesn't mean you're failing as a mom. It just means that that we're doing what God has called us to do. We're coming together. We're helping one another. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, by getting in God's word, spending that time with him, whether it is in the car line, maybe that day, that's what you had. You had those 10 to 15 minutes. God's not going to berate you for that. Take those 10 to 15 minutes in the car line and spend with him or get up just a few minutes extra in the morning. If you can do that and just pause, just Mm -hmm. pause and just let him love on you. You don't have to say anything. Just sit in his presence and let him love on you. And and you may weep in those moments. You may laugh in those moments. He may give you a scripture from his, 
his word just reminding you of who he is and that you can trust in him and you can seek him and know that he's going to guide your path every single step of the way. So for me, those are some things that that are helping me now that I'm learning. Even as we talk about it, this is stuff that I'm learning to do on a daily basis. I wish I could say I get it right every single time. I don't, but I am working on it and God is there with us as we work on it. And he's loving us through. And just like you said, he called us to this part of being a mama. I don't know how you got here, friends, you know, to be a mom, but God didn't make a mistake. He doesn't get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And and he he got it right. He got it right with you mm-hmm. and with the children that he, mm-hmm. he has put in your path. That's right. Yeah, I know. I think the, the saying I always say to myself, so I've written it and I put it out in places because literally, kind of like what you said, like I'm still working this out. Yeah. And I think number one, understanding that your journey of working this out, being a daily thing, being a yearly thing, being like, you, I can see great movement. Like I can see how, man, I was so trapped in this when I had my first couple ones and I was young. And now that, you know, now that I'm on my eighth, I'm still trapped in it. You know, people are like, oh man, you've got to get this. You probably have all this licked. I'm like, no, mm -mm." Uh -uh. but but, no, I wish. (laughs) I thought the performance side of me thought I would have it. Right. Uh, But the, but understanding that that is exactly actually where God wants you. Mm. Just surrendered to him. Yes. Not like just understanding the posture of God, I, you know, here it is and here I am again. And, and he's not being like, well, I wish you would get your act together and be perfect yeah. for me. Instead, right. he is like, welcome to my throne room. Come approach my throne with confidence and lay down all of your stuff in front of me and let's sift through it. Let's handle your heart. Let's identify what you're believing. That's a lie. What you're believing that's not of me. Mm. And let's instead embrace the truth that I offer you. And when I began to really stand in that more than I stood in my own self, which has been a journey. Yeah. The beauty of that, of being able to, kind of like you said at the very beginning, of being able to pass that down to our kids. Right. Is powerful. Mm. It it is one of the reasons of motherhood, I think, is that we get to walk humbly and tenderly with Jesus and turn around to our kids and say, like, I'm kind of a mess a lot of days and Jesus loves me. And and I know you're a mess and Jesus loves you. Yes. Yeah. Man, that is powerful. I, I was sitting here just thinking back to my mom's generation, you know, the the pressure that they had on themselves to always be perfect, to look perfect, to get it right, you know, to not, mm-hmm. to don't make a mistake. And, and just how we are learning through generations that that's not, you know, we don't have to do mm-hmm. that. That's not what God is calling us to. And every time I hear the word surrender, every time I hear it, I just feel like God says release. Like when we surrender, we are released from pressure. We are released from perfection. We are released from expectations that are unrealistic that God never, never put on us. You know, when we, when we surrender, you know, how you hold your hands tight to something and then you, you let go, you release and all that pressure and that tightness is Mm -hmm. gone and you can just be calm and you can just be like, okay, this is what it's supposed to, to be like. 
this is what it's supposed to to look like. And so I think there is something power in surrender and releasing because it removes it all from us. It takes all of it off of us. And then it's all on God. And God's got it. Like he, yeah, he knows, <laughs> he, he knows what he's doing and it's not too hard and it's not too much for him. And so I love that he can handle all of me. Cause sometimes I think I'm too much for people, but I'm not, I'm not too much for him. You know, it, it's, it's okay. And, and to just know, I, I just think that that's something powerful that moms might need to be reminded of today, that when they surrender at his feet, surrender all the things, it's a, it's an opportunity to release and let go. And then in that moment, God can truly speak to their hearts and encourage them and restore them wherever it is that they need that in this moment right now. This perfect. Yes. And so I'm so thankful for it. Yeah. Y'all can thank you, Karis, for being here with me. I could sit and we could like, I know I can (laughs) keep going. I feel like, but Y'all can find her book, Carline Mom Devotional. It's available Amazon. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, Amazon, and Barnes and Noble Lifeway. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all need that book. Tuck it in the console of your car. That's right. And and pull it out in, in those times. But you can also be found, you have a podcast and it's yes. called Carline Conversations. Yes. 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 Yeah. And I want it, I want the listener to go and find your podcast as yeah. well. You can find it at Spotify, Apple, and I literally record it while I'm sitting in car line. So it's, you know, very short, yeah, 10, 15 minute episodes. And we just talk about real struggles and real hope, you know, in within those moments. So, well, all the links for Karis will be found in the show notes below. And Karis, I am so thankful that you've been here today. Thank you for your heart of encouragement. And I appreciate you. As always, if y'all want to reach out, you want to have a clarifying question or you have a thought, you can reach me through my email or over on Instagram, readily available. And I know Karis is on Instagram. So you can definitely, I know she is very active there as well. So go and follow her and uh, reach out to her. And thank you for being here with me. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening this week to the Warrior Mama podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support other Warrior Mamas, I'll tell you that one of the best ways that you can do is you can just share this podcast with your friends. You know, sometimes we love to talk about the things we like the most for our face, for our life, for our kids. Can I tell you that it would be a great blessing to begin to share with other moms the things that God is teaching you and the ways that He is growing you in Him. Our prayer over here at the Warrior Mama podcast is that this podcast is something that does that for you in your life. So feel free to share it with your friends, post about it on social media, and of course, leave a rating and a review. I love seeing what God is doing in your lives. And I look forward to sitting with you at the kitchen table again next week.